Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 30th, 2019. Let's see. Strong hand. Unconfiscado. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Strive for greatness, people. This is a golden age. Deferral of gratification. We're going to talk about long-term thinking tonight. All right. Yeah, it's late at night all over the United States. But hey, the system is a new show every day. So you're getting your Beyond Bitcoin show. You can get a nice shirt like this link to below. Where in the world is Satoshi Nakamoto? Well, I know where I am. I'm in Baltimore, but I've been all around the world lately. Good to be back. If you've got suggestions on where to go after I'm in uh, Tucson for a month, uh, share them in the chat. If you have any questions, there'll be time for questions. You could type in Bitcoin Meister in the super chats or in the chat. Send the super chat if you want to. Also, that'll get my attention. And of course, if you're not watching this live, play this at two x. Be very efficient. Yeah, someone just pounded that like button. Thank you. We will. We'll, so, hello, my elite friends. We're going to start off with a tweet by Jameson Lop. Yeah, he's a Bitcoin guy, but he could be included in Beyond Bitcoin, right? Here it is: drama, fear mongering, and politics are to the mind what sugar is for the body. Your primitive monkey brain craves them because in the not-so-distant past, they were important for survival. But in the modern age, you must fight these desires to protect your health. So yeah, politics in the not-so-distant uh, past, it was necessary. It was somewhat necessary, at least. Uh, and now it's just a show. Now it's just a sickness but some people crave it still. Just like in the past, you needed a little bit of sugar. You needed a little bit. And, and people know they need a little bit. Now there's just a plethora of it and they just gorge their faces with it. Just like there's a, you gorge your faces with, you don't need sugar anymore. You don't need politics anymore. Uh, sure, there's, there's a couple little political things you do here and there. There's a couple little bits of sugar you need here and there, but don't go all in because you get sick. So consider all that noise sugar that's going to get you fat. Yes, of, of course, uh, you'll, you'll still have your apple every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, you don't go crazy with the candy bars. So don't, don't this is an interesting tweet to learn from. You do not need, in the modern world, politics, it's obsolete. You don't, you don't need it for survival anymore. You don't need the fear mongering. You don't need the drama anymore. Those are things of the past that you can, you can live a very worthwhile life just by living in the Bitcoin overlay, not caring, not voting, not, not getting into all the drama. Now, with all that being said, once a week, hey, once a week, you get your little sugar hit, right? With uh, the Beyond Bitcoin show, because we do, we talk about politics here in terms of, uh, you know, we kind of analyze what the 80 percenters are thinking. It's a good idea to know what the masses are thinking, what uh, some of those trends are, what, what noise is that you should avoid. And uh, anyway, so let me see if anybody, hey, Roman Q is in the house. How you doing, dude? Yes. Happy. I, I, I Still, Americans are not on the web very much. By the way, this week in Bitcoin, I wanted to say, check out DisruptMeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And at TechBalt.com, you can see all of this week in Bitcoins, also at DisruptMeister.com. But Friday's show, Vlad was on and Boris was on. Ken Bozek was supposed to be on, but he got sick. 
you know, Thanksgiving and uh, you can get food poisoning and it's Ken, but it was live again. I can do live interviews uh, on YouTube once again. Thanks to Jitsi. I was in motion for, uh, it was frustrating not to be able to do YouTube change things up made it hard, but I can still do it. And I don't have to pay anybody a cent because there were people signing up for these paid services. Uh-uh. I found my way, baby. The, the, this, to put on this show, cost me nothing, nothing. Now, there's a lot of, most people, they, there's all sorts of expenses involved. And I am very proud that this is, it's free, baby. It's free. And so I, I got no complaints about YouTube. Uh, I'll bring up their issues and everything. But I'm rolling with the punches, and I'm I'm punching back, baby. So watch that show, and we'll do some more live interviews. Uh, and so that means you guys can you know comment in the chat during the show for those who love live interviews and, and that kind of thing. So Andy Hoffman will be on Thursday, and I'm sure there'll be people that have many questions for him, be it Bitcoin, MWC, whatever. We'll talk about everything in life. All right, pound that like button. It's it's beyond Bitcoins. Yeah, a lot of you dudes, you know, it's a little different. I do what I want to do. This is, I mean, this is the best Bitcoin channel out there, but you never know what the heck you're going to get. You're going to get a little bit of beyond Bitcoin, get this week in Bitcoin. Is it going to be live? What shirt is Adam going to be wearing? And of course, it's your home for Bitcoin insider information where you learned about MWC, all the crypto dividends, and your hand just gets stronger and stronger, baby. Success, the success system. We'll talk about that in a system in a second, baby. Woo, woo, like Ric Flair. All right. Another tweet. What is this? James Clear. This dude has some good tweets, some inspirational tweets. And Bic the Beyond Bitcoin show, it's out there. It's out there to help inspire you a little bit too. Uh, let's see. Aim to be great in 10 years. Build health habits today that lead to a great body in 10 years. I like that. Build social habits today that lead to great relationships in 10 years. Okay. Build learning habits today that lead to great knowledge in 10 years. Now that's really important. Long-term thinking is a secret weapon, he says. Hey, man, that's that's insider information. It shouldn't be a secret weapon. Everyone should be able to defer gratification and plan for the long term and make themselves better, make, you know, do the hard work today, lay the groundwork today. So in 10 years, you're maxing and relaxing. Your brain is exploding with knowledge and you know your way around life, baby. And you're just you're just beating the 80 percenters into the ground. You're just, you're in the Bitcoin overlay. You're seeing things a completely different way, but most people, they'd rather party it up, you know, get fat, get drunk, do with the, go with the herd. And then in 10 years, they're still doing the same thing. They're still trying to catch up with the Joneses. And there's, there's really not much success there. And there's a lot, a lot of unhappiness, but Hey, you get personal responsibility is a new kind of culture. You go your own way. Long-term thinking is a secret weapon. Just maybe that'll inspire some people to change their ways. Here is something for you privacy freaks out there. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court issued a forceful opinion today. And this is all, everything I talk about is linked to below. Um, the Pennsylvania Supreme, Supreme Court issued a forceful opinion today, holding that the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution protects individuals from being forced to disclose the passcode to their devices to police. In a four to three decision in the Commonwealth versus Davis, the court found that disclosing a password is testimony um, protected by the Fifth Amendment's privilege against self-incrimination. That is awesome because there are a lot of people that say, well, someone, someone can force you to give your Trezor passport. Someone can, can force you to do this. That, hey, that's another ruling in, in favor of uh, of logic and reason and, law, and lawfulness there. 
They can't force you to give your password to your Facebook, to your device, to whatever there. So that, that was cool. That's good news. You're not hearing much about that. Now, something that was in the news lately that I have, oh, look, we got some, all right, no, no one said uh, Bitcoin. Remember, if you got a question, you got to type in uh, Bitcoin Meister. Um, we got some, we got some interesting people over there. Mind the gap is in the house. How you doing, dude? Pound it, pound that like button. Okay. Where was I? Okay. Something that has been in the news, uh, the, the Trump administration, it was controversial that, that they said that Judea and Samaria weren't against international law, but people call those settlements in Israel. It's, it's part of Israel, Judea and Samaria. I have been there. Now, some of you know that as the West Bank, the West, what's the, what the heck's the West Bank? It's, it's Judea and Samaria. You're driving around that the signs say Judea and Samaria. That, that's what it is. Now, I, I did a show from Judea and Samaria on January the 10th, 2019. I, I have a Bitcoin friend there, and he uh, gave me a tour of uh, Judea and, and, and Samaria around the, the town, the Arab town that they call Nablus. Um, and the, I, Hebrew is Shechem, Shechem, right? Nablus is Shechem. So, I mean, there are all, all sorts of cities have two different names there and everything. But anyway, um, and so I, I want to talk a little bit about this because there's everyone that's it's always like, well, what the Arab-Israeli situation, how is it ever going to be solved? Is Trump going to come up with a magical plan? Let me tell you, it, it's <laughs> the solution is already on the ground there. Um, okay, Roman Q said, I'm, Roman, I will read your comment in a second because you're talking about Bitcoin, but I, I just want to give these uh, thoughts. Because I was th when I was in Adelaide, and it, it was over a week ago, uh, last Friday, and there was that uh, Christian Zionist man flying the Israeli flag, and uh, there were a few uh, communists flying the PLO flag. And we actually, I told him that I had been to Judea and Samaria before and what, what it was like on the ground there. And so that, that's what inspired what, what I'm about to say here. The, first of all, I mean, what, what the Arabs have to realize, and I think most logical people realize, is that, you know, Israel won. Israel has won. It's theirs, okay? So if you're going, if you're going to be there, you, why don't you just, you don't have to be there. You could leave. They won. If you don't like the rules, you could leave. Now, and so they got their towns there. When you're driving around Judea and Samaria, you're driving around on these roads. The Arabs are driving around on the same roads as you. Now, you as, as an American an outsider, as a Jew, as whoever, you can't go into their towns like Nablus, okay? There's like a guard there, all right? So in, once you're inside those towns, it's their rules. They do their thing. They're living there. They have their houses, okay? Now, if they shoot something out of those towns, they're going to get shot back at. So because Israel doesn't like when bombs land in their towns. Nobody likes that. I mean, Scott Adams just said, um, he was talking about the drug cartels in Mexico. And he said that uh, the United States, and I'm going to talk about this on uh, Sunday's uh, regular Bitcoin show, uh, the one Bitcoin show, but uh, the United States is uh, is going to designate some drug cartels as terrorist organizations. And so he said, well, some of them might not like that. And, and, and there's going to be banks, so they won't get their money from the banks anymore. Or, and so they might not like that. And they maybe they'll set up some bombs in the United States. And Scott Adams said, well, it, if, if they do that just once, the United States of America should just flatten them. And of course, that, that's the logical response. If, if someone from Mexico started bombing Texas, the United States would flatten, would destroy them. But I mean, so when Israel does that, that's that's looked upon, that's frowned upon. But I mean, again, that's that's what happens. They they shoot out of Nablus. They shoot out of Gaza. They shoot out of whatever. And then Israel comes with heavy artillery and starts you know, hitting back because Israel won. Israel is the winner.
Okay, they are in charge. <laughs> so this is the advice. It's already set up quite well there in, in, in Judea and Samaria. But we're going to talk about Gaza in a second. Because Gaza, they have it even better. Gaza, they can control the whole, Gaza, the Arabs control the whole thing. They have the whole thing. It's a beautiful beachfront there. Tel, Tel Aviv is on the same ocean, okay? It's on the same body of water. They could have a beautiful beachfront there. They could be peaceful tourists from all over the world. It could be like, um, what's that, uh, where did they go? Uh, I, can't, I can't think of the uh, city in, in the Middle East that they built out of the uh, desert. Uh, uh, whatever, I, because I never, I'm, I'm never ever going to go there. But it could be actually be a, a Middle Eastern Arab city a tourist attraction on on the water. That's what Gaza could be. They could do their thing. But so just all they have to do, the people, they're ang they're frustrated. They they like they lost they lost. They they're unhappy that they lost. They want all they want all of it. They want all of Israel. They want pre 1967 Israel. You look at the tweets on Twitter. There are many of the supporters um, openly admit it. They show the whole map of Israel. And they say, this is, they call it by that other name. This starts with the P, which does not exist. It just doesn't exist. And they say, this is will be ours, et cetera. But it isn't. They lost. Israel is a country of 7 million people. They, they're going to all leave. They're going to just give it, give it to other people. They built that. They built the whole thing. They built the buildings. They built the infrastructure. You're just going to give it up? Are we just going to give this up to the Native Americans? No. They won. We won. United States won. Israel won. But the Arabs are still there. They're Arabs that live in pre-1967 Israel. They live there peacefully. They follow the rules. They follow the law. If they break the law, they go to jail. So why aren't their brothers in Gaza and in and and again in the, in uh, Judea and Samaria they, they behave themselves pretty well? It, it, I mean, again, they're shooting things out of, of the towns and everything, but they can live in their town. In Judea and Samaria, in the towns like Nablus, Bethlehem, whatever, they can just live there. They, they can live there peacefully. They can then use the roads that the Israel built, and they can sell stuff on the road. They're on the road. You should drive. I, I recommend anyone who goes to Israel to drive around Judea and Samaria. And you literally see these people that you supposedly are in constant war with the Israelis, that the Arabs that live in these towns, they're just driving on the roads again. Uh, and and you know, sometimes they'll throw rocks and stuff. And they shouldn't do that either. They shouldn't be bitter. They, they should just accept it. They lost. These are the terms. These are the terms. You still get to have your cities. And you don't have to let Jews into your city if you don't want to. You don't have to let Jews or Americans or anybody into your cities, into Nablus. You can look into Nablus, okay? I looked into Nablus. I, there's houses. They're beautiful houses. They're, 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 they have mosques. They're, you can hear the call to prayer and everything. They're doing their thing, all right? They're doing their thing. And uh, why can't I think of that? I'm like drawing a blank on the, on the name of uh, of, of where the, the – in the, in near Saudi Arabia in uh, – what's that darn city? I can't even think of it. Someone say uh, the name Dubai. There we go. I couldn't think of Dubai. I keep thinking gutter, gutter, gutter. I mean, gutter's got, but yeah, Dubai, they built this, you know, all those sheiks built a nice place out of the, the desert. And it's apparently pretty nice, uh, but it'd be more natural to build it. They could do it there in Gaza. Israel gave them all of Gaza. They had the whole thing. There are no Jews there at all. There's none, nothing, nothing. They're gone. They're gone. There's a, uh, <laughs> there were, there were Jewish towns there that they abandoned. And once they abandoned them, they like ransacked everything that was left. They ripped down the buildings and the greenhouses and everything. They just, just destroyed everything. The, the, the infrastructure was there. They started ripping everything to shreds. That's animalistic behavior, okay? So, I mean, you but behave civilized, but, but behave in a civilized manner. It's all, Everything is already set up. You stop throwing bombs at, out of your area, you'll stop getting bombed. And you'll get to you'll get to have everything. People want to give them money. I mean, don't they? But again, they're, 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 I mean, doesn't don't the rich people in Dubai want to support their brothers over there? I mean, 
instead, I mean, we know what part of the story is. They use these people to, as a way to, to put pressure on Israel to, 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 for the long-term destruction of Israel. They think that it's going to happen. This is a way to fight Israel with this, this, this population of, of bitter people among them. And it's just, it's, it's not going to work. It isn't working. And it's good that Trump has taken a, a, a clearly pro-Israel stand here. Um, and the United States, that means the United States has. And these other, I mean, I respect that. I think that's good. It's, it really doesn't make that big of a difference. But they're speaking logic. And you don't get to hear, I mean, when you hear all these people screaming about how bad it is there, have they actually been there? Like I've been there? Like I've seen it? Like I've looked into those cities? I've, I've been driving with them on the roads that Israel built in Judea and Samaria that they are using. I've been on their roads with them. They're driving by. There, I see that they got donkeys on the side, horse and carriage donkeys. Still, I mean, that's their thing. They want to do that. And, and it's just the sad thing is like, like is when sometimes when Israelis are his, have to hitchhike all the way out to their cities in Judea and Samaria. Sometimes these Arab people jack them and stuff. It's it's act civilized. Just you lost and just be cool about it. You have your cities. Be productive. Sit. Be productive people. And then. You can you can have self governance in that in in those areas. Govern it the way you want to. You vote for your own leaders in those cities, and just your country is just a bunch of if you want to call it a country or whatever, separate city states. They're just they're not connected. But you can use the Israeli roads. You can drive to Gaza and hang out with your boys in Gaza and stuff too. Just act civilized. It's already there. You can't. There's no like right at this point. It's like. Why give other take away land from this person? Take away give land to this person. Do this and the other. And, and another people call it Israeli settlements. Let me, let me tell you something, people. There's cities out there. They built. There are cities on hilltops. Okay, and, and, and little towns. It's it's not like a like a bunch of tents or something like that. It's infrastructure. It's malls. It's like suburbs. Okay, people commute into Tel Aviv. Commute to other cities. You just can't just destroy all this. And it's productivity. It's normality. It's Western civilization right there. And they should just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Why can't they just be happy with what they have? And Israel and the Jews can be happy with what they have. And they can just all get along. Just that's it. So stop shooting stuff from your towns into Israel. It's that simple. It's that simple. Because it's Bethlehem, Nablus, whatever you want to call them. The Israelis don't want that. They don't want that. Let let the Arabs live there and they can have their own rules there and they can make it awesome. If they want Israelis to come in, they can. They should want Israelis to come in. They should want commerce. They should want to be productive. They should want capitalism. and, and But instead, to be ever bitter, and, and they're not all like this. Some of them probably do want this. Some of them are driving on the roads. And again, there are plenty of Arabs that live happily in pre-1967 Israel. In in Tel Aviv, you see them. In um. A bear Sheva, you see quite quite a lot, quite a lot, quite a lot, and just be like them, be happy. You lost. It, you don't even have to call it a loss. You just live, live your lives. You don't be violent. Don't be violent. Don't don't shoot bombs, homemade bombs. You're not taking over Israel. It's not yours. It's not you. You as an individual have your house. You're not losing your house. Okay, be happy with your house. You're living among your own people. If you enjoy living among your own people, be productive. Be productive. Build up your own community instead of trying to tear down somebody else's community. And yeah, you might not like it that they live right near you. Well, just ignore them. Just ignore them. Just ignore the Jews. Ignore the Israelis. All right. So, I mean, you've got your land. You can build developments on your land. Israel can build developments on your land. If you think that hill was yours beforehand, well, you lost the hill, I guess. And now Israel's going to build something on that hill. You've got your hills in your towns. Build some stuff on your hills, okay? Don't be jealous of somebody else's hill that you thought maybe was your hill once or something, all right? It's not your hill anymore. It's not just, <laughs> this is 
This is yours. This is theirs. Live with this now and just be happy with it. Okay. That's it. You've got the roads. You've got everything modern society wants. The all infrastructure is there. But, but the solution isn't to take away the, all the beautiful Western infrastructure and skyscrapers of Tel Aviv and make it yours. That's not, that's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's, it's a losing proposition. And uh, just, just stick it. And you can have your religion celebrate it any way you want to. You, this is the thing. If they if they just start, stop shooting stuff out of their areas, out of Bethlehem, Nablus, Gaza, whatever, it would be over. Israel wouldn't shoot stuff into them. People wouldn't try to – Jewish people wouldn't run in there, take their land or something like that. They would be invest in there, okay? If those places were peaceful, rich, rich Israelis would love to invest on the Gaza waterfront, I'm sure. They can't go there now. They'll get killed. I mean, literally, there are signs like around Nablus, orange signs. that says no Israelis allowed. It's something from Germany almost of the 1940s. You know what I'm getting at. But it's enforced by Israel. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Israel supports it. Like, yeah, we don't want we don't want our people going in there because they're gonna get killed. Um, so, and again, Arabs coming to Israel, do they do they get killed? No, they don't get killed when As Arabs go to priest 1967 Israel. At when Arabs go into the, they can go into Jewish towns. They can go into the Jewish towns in Judea and Samaria. Okay, there are videos of them doing that. They can go there. If I mean. That I, I'm sure there's, a, there's a, if you don't have a way, you don't do anything crazy, you, you can go in there, definitely, and shop. They showed some at shopping malls and stuff, okay? If you act like a normal person, you'll, you'll be treated like a normal person, okay? But if you're, if you're throwing, if you're bombing from making homemade bombs, which you think you're going to get Tel Aviv one day, or you think you're going to get Jerusalem one day, you're not. You lost. That's it. And you already have parts of Jerusalem, okay? But Israel's in charge. They're in charge. And if you don't like it, then just move to another country or something. Jordan, I don't know. I don't. You're just saying there's no difference between a Jordanian and uh, an Israeli Arab. There's no difference. There's no difference. They're the same people. They're the same exact people. <laughs> you know, DNA wise, it's, 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 it's nonsense. Except that the Arabs living in Israel live at a much higher standard of living than the ones in Jordan. Okay, <laughs> it's it's a much more comfortable life. It's a wealthier life if, if you're living in even if you're in, and if you're living in the towns in Judea and Samaria. That are Arab controlled, like Nablus and Bethlehem. It's a better, it's a better life, okay, than living in freaking Jordan or something like that, or uh, these other Arab countries. It's a, I mean, you see, again, drive around Judea and Samaria yourself. Most of the people on Twitter who are saying, you know, destroy Israel, it's all the Arabs. They've never been to Judea and Samaria, and see, and you can see, it's normal houses. They got their mosques, they got everything, but it's, and they choose a few of them choose, uh, and they're being armed by terrorist groups all over the world. Um, uh, all over that region to, to to shoot weapons in the Israel. It makes no sense. It's just it's just it's a losing proposition. Why do that? Because they've got bigger guns than you. They won, and they're going to bomb the heck out of you when you shoot your guns in the Israel. So stop shooting. Just stop. You lost. You have modern Western infrastructure. So the solution is already on the ground. The solution is already on the ground. You don't hear people talking like this because most people haven't been there. But I mean, it, it's and they like to say West Bank and all these terms that are nonsense terms. And the P word, it doesn't exist. It's Israel. It's Israel. The sun, you drive there. It's not like you're you're walking around. If you're walking around there, you're like, yeah, this is not not that much different from pre-1967 part of Israel. It's got the signs and the roads are the same. It's Israeli roads. There's some Arabs on some donkeys on the side, and there's more Arab towns here, but yeah, this is Israel. And <laughs> yeah, and so and then there's some Arab towns here that we can't go into. Okay, that's fine. That should be what it is. And then Israel foolishly gave up Gaza to the Arabs. And okay, so 
they can they can keep Gaza and that's their country there, right? And they can drive into uh, they can drive into Judea and Samaria, the little towns where their friends live, and everything like that. And they and if they're not, uh, maybe they can, they can drive in the uh, pre nineteen sixty seven Israel to visit their friends there too. If they're not bringing guns and weapons and stuff, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just about acting civilized and just uh, saying, you know, we we didn't win. And it was 50, it's 52 years ago now, 1967 is 52 years ago. And it just, okay, we lost. We're not getting this. We're not getting Tel Aviv. We're not getting to, we're not getting anything. We have what we have. What we have isn't bad. What we have is better than our, our brothers and sisters in, in Syria and in all these other ridiculous places. So let's just not stop shooting. That's all. And it, it's, it's a real easy solution. There's your solution. And then the capitalism will take its course. Many people, if it's peaceful in, in such a region, with untapped potential, the money will flow in from from all over the place, especially uh, in, into Gaza, which is on the waterfront. All right, so that is that is there, and that I want it's beyond Bitcoin. I wanted to talk about that, but again, so those of you who are familiar, some people call it the West Bank, but it, no one calls it's Judea and Samaria. It's called Judea, and that's the part of Israel that's called Judea and Samaria. And so you and you have these big there. There's some Arab towns there, like Nablus, and around them there are Jewish towns, and they all use the same roads. And it's their towns. They're, they're, they're real Jewish towns. But unfortunately, the Jewish towns have to have security. Uh, anyway, uh, long live the Jewish state of Israel. Loved the spy by Eli Cohen, says Henry Law. Now, Henry Law has been there before. He, he's, he gave me 30 Hong Kong dollars. Good luck to, to Hong Kong, by the way. Long live, long live Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is Hong Kong. It's not, it's not part of China, of course. Um, all right. Meister common sense rant. Yeah, all these people. Okay, so we're going to go to the questions real quick. And I, and, I, and it's not like it's a secret that the Jews don't want you to go to Judea and Samaria. Go to Judea and Samaria. See it for yourself. Drive on the roads. And you'll, you'll be like, yeah, this is Israel. I was just in the pre-1967 part. Now I'm in this part. It, there's more Arabs in this part. And there's, you know, you, you can see into the Nablus and these other towns. And you see donkey carts on, on the side. And you hear about uh, Arabs jacking Jews in the middle of the night and stuff here and there once in a while. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's, just <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ridiculous parts of it. But okay, so uh, 31 days until 2020. Yeah, man. Then Bitcoin will be alive in three different decades. 2000s, that was 2009, 2010s, and 2020s. Good point, Rummy Q. Uh, what a time to be alive. It is quite a time to be alive. Uh, Lazor H said, Bitcoin Meister, Bitcoin holder received 10, <laughs> received 10,000 hex for every one BTC. Are you participating? Dude, have you been watching the show for like the last two weeks? Yes, I am participating. I, I Do we get 10,000? I don't care how many we get. We get something, and if people were foolish enough to give me Bitcoin for it, then hey, that's personal responsibility is a new counterculture. We've talked about it. Check out the last disruptmeister.com. Scroll down, you'll see hexes in one of the titles. I talked about it, dude. But yes, I, of course, I I claim a free I, I claim a free crypto dividend. Now the guy behind it, do I like him? No, I don't like the guy behind. It. I think he's ridiculous. But. Um, yeah, and and people are saying, well, if you claim it, you're gonna put ninety percent of it is going to be staked automatically. Okay, I wasn't getting that ninety percent. Any, I just care about what I'm getting. If he says ninety percent of it is staked, but I wasn't gonna get it anyway. Okay, I'm not gonna stake any of the stake any of it that he's giving me. I'm turning it all into Bitcoin. People, I don't know why anyone would buy this thing at all, at all. Why buy something that you would buy for free? But 
It's an ego coin based on this guy's ego, based on these people blind following him. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he is going to win. He is going to win. Now, what's he, is he, what he's doing, is it exactly, I mean, he says all these big claims about it, how great it is. It's not great. It's just a regular altcoin. And you know, well, everyone's staking, what's he going to be doing with it? I don't know. I don't know. But people believe him. It, people believe uh, fake Toshi also. People believe all these big egos, okay? And all these people who tell these tall tales and, you know, act like they're big and great and everything. All right. 80 percenters got to learn the hard way, all right? That's it. They're going to learn the hard way. So I, I said this on the show when I was talking about a hex that day. I know people don't like to hear it, but he is going to win in his own way, okay? He's going to make a lot of money off of this, a lot. And if he's going to give it to me to free for free, I'm going to take it for free, and I'm going to sell that as quick as possible. And I'm going to tell all of you that it's. I think it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. What's so special about it? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just some weird crypto dividend that he comes up with all these gimmicks with it. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you how bad it really is. But at the same time, I'm saying I'm getting rid of it. Okay. So I don't. I, again, why would you pay anything for such a thing? Why? Why? But to give to get it for free? Why not? Why not get it for free? Okay. And turning why not? I'm not turning down free Bitcoin. And it, I'm giving out the warning there. I'm I'm saying don't buy it. Don't, but people are going to buy it. People are going to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Just like I didn't know what I was talking about with BitConnect, right? Right? Same thing. Same thing. Just like the BSV uh, cult people say, you don't know what you're talking about. We got the real Bitcoin. Okay. Bitcoin is the next bit. I've, I've never changed my ways. I said Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Um, you know, get, get the crypto dividends, turn them into Bitcoin and ignore the crypto noise and do, don't buy something that you get for free. And that, that hasn't changed at all. Uh, FAM TV says, Hey, Bitcoin Meister. So, uh, oh, what is this? Lazy MF said, It's all BS, Bitcoin Meister. It's rote 80, 100%. What's 100? I don't know what you're saying, Lazy MF, but you did say, uh, you could type that over again and I'll, I'll read it. Ah, uh, all right. Let's, let's, let's move on here. We, we got other beyond. We, we just talked about Hex. Now, the funny thing is when, when I talked about Hex last time, he, he tried to come on in the middle of the show <laughs> and I couldn't get him on in the middle of the show because the way the show was, again, now I can have live guests on again. If I, yeah. All right. So then, then I could not, but I, I, I just, I just fixed it up and I'm not inviting him on the show either. I'm not inviting because I'm not doing a promo for that thing. <laughs> I'm not doing, it. but if, I, if I'm talking about it in the middle of the show, and then he shows up in the chat or something like that. You, you should let him on the show if it's configured that way. Now, again, I'm not doing it through Jitsi right now, so I can't. I couldn't get him on now too. But it's really late at night. <laughs> I hope to God he's not up now. Um, all right, so I shouldn't be awake now. Pound that like button. <laughs> all right, so we talked about uh, Scott Adams. Oh yeah, another North Korean Ethereum. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I think some people are wondering. There was a guy who's a big Ethereum guy. He went to North Korea uh, and perhaps helped the government get cryptocurrency there. Yeah, that isn't a good idea. And he really made a, he, he tweeted out he was going to do it. He totally admitted to the government what he did. I haven't read everything yet, but we will talk about that on on tomorrow's show. I, I just want to say, um, I, I think it's it would be great if the people of North Korea got cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because it, it could lead them to freedom. Now, to, to, 
you, you got to be really silly to be an American citizen and make it look like you're helping the North Korean government when there's the United States has major sanctions, financial sanctions against them. And then you go to North Korea and perhaps help the government. It's just, it's just not a good idea. Okay. There are, there are other ways you could help the North Koreans. <laughs> that, that's, that's not, uh, don't be a martyr, dude. Um, and you, you could be a little bit too, I don't know if the guy was being too idol, idealistic. He looks like he's really young. If he's naive, we'll talk about that on, uh, on Sunday's show though. Okay, uh, RA803G said, if you learned how to refer yourself to Hex, the 30% extra you get for doing so isn't 90% stake. If you refer yourself, you can dump more. I, you know, I don't know, dude. I'm not going to even. People ask me, can you demonstrate how to claim Hex? No, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. People figure it out for yourselves. I'm not giving that dude. I'm not, because it's just going to lead people to buying it and stuff. I'm not. I'm not into helping him uh, promote it. I mean, and that's what he's doing right now. He got, he he fooled Tone Bays into some debate uh, that uh, you know just helps promote his cause of uh, and, and, and and you know, people I didn't I didn't watch or anything. Was just a total waste of time. I know exactly how it's how it's going to go. It's it's like debating King of the Trolls. He, you'll the, the you know Tone will be correct, but the other guy will keep saying the same thing over and over again. He'll say it forcefully. He'll personally attack Tone, blah blah blah, and all the eighty percenters will fall for it. And it's just it just becomes an infomercial for this ridiculous thing. Ridiculous when it's ridiculous when uh, King of the Trolls says B cash is Bitcoin. It's ridiculous when. Uh, the ego coin guy says that uh, he's that this is like going to be better than Bitcoin or what? I don't even know what he says. I don't even know what he says. All I know is a, is a Bitcoin hoarder. You, you get it for free, and then you can turn it in, give it to his followers. His his blind followers will give you Bitcoin for it on the exchange. Now again, it could be if it turns out to be all a big lie, like you you can't even sell it on an exchange. Then it is. Then it is going to be a scam. But right now, the only thing that's scammy involving it is if you scam yourself by get what you get for free. If you try to stake it and get more of it for free, like don't value your wealth in hex, you value your wealth in Bitcoin. You get something for free. You turn it into Bitcoin immediately. You don't try to get more hex. That's just, that's helping his cause, um, which is not a Bitcoin cause. I mean, Tizen has some great uh, tweets about him because I, the ego coin guy has just changed his ways. Totally. If you look at the old video I posted of him, he was so pro Bitcoin. So against Ethereum. and now it's, you know, whatever, whatever way the wind blows. He comes out with his own thing. Hey, compete. Don't complain. I'm not complaining. He's competing. He's, he's get, He knows how to get the 80 percenters. He's very good at marketing. I said that before. He's very persuasive to 80 percenters. He knows how to do it. Uh, he, he talks a huge game. Well, there's, a, there's a quote I'm going to say um, from Carl Denninger that kind of refers to ego, the Hex Ego Coin guy. He wasn't talking about it, but it's, it's similar. It, it, it really kind of describes him. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. And, you know, I, Talking about referrals and stuff, no, I'm not. I'm not into any referral code stuff. With that, that's very BitConnectish. Okay, that that's just the pyramid scheme aspect of of this uh, of what he's doing. Again, I just treat it as a regular crypto dividend. You get it for free. That that that's it. And then you don't worry about all the other little gimmicks you can do with it. You get it for free. That's it. All right, bye. And uh, and hopefully, uh, sadly, <laughs> his people buy it now. And people are like, well, that, that's they're going to be losers. You see, that's not good. Well, let me tell you something. If it's on an exchange, people are just people trade anything on exchanges. Okay, so people will buy, you know, dog uh, dog do coin 
and go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with it, okay? As long as they think they can make a, a couple more cents on it. That's just the way of trading. So if it goes to the exchange, traders are going to do what they're going to do. They're not getting ripped off in any way because they would trade dog do coin too or, uh, you know, butt hair coin too. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's not, it's not hard. There's not a winner and a loser there. The traders are traders. That's what they do. That's part of the whole ecosystem. Are they going to stop doing what they're, are they, they're going to stop? Are they going to stop trading butt coin coin, butt coin, butt hair coin, cut your butt hair coin, ever ripped hair out of your butthole coin? <laughs> Pound that like button. Pulling those pubes out. All right. Now, uh, <laughs> seriously, on your scrotum, have you ever just pulled one of them out? One of those, those just like stray ones out? That's a test of strength right there. Oh, yeah. This is beyond Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Um, and that's just a question for the guys. 99% of the people watching this right now are guys. So sorry to the ladies, you know, talking about scrotum uh, hair pulling. But, I mean, you do some trimming down there, too. I like the landing strip style. That's, that's entertaining. Fire. <laughs> I'm not gonna All right. 80%ers listen to Ego Coin Guy, Jim Jones, King of the Trolls. 20%ers listen to Adam Meister. Pound that like button. Beautiful, Roaming Q. I like that one. I like that one. And you got to be, and that's the thing. A lot of people are not happy with that situation. A lot of people on YouTube that are like, well, my, my numbers, why is this guy's number so high and mine so low? I, I, and that, that, I'm like, that's like Stephen Molyneux there. Stefan Molyneux is going to get his loyal, smart people. What he's complaining about is that he's not getting 80 percenters as much. And we're going to talk about that in a second. What YouTube is doing to um, make sure, push the 80 percenters in a more corporate direction. And that's the, and because they can make more money off of it that way. And YouTube is a business. So they're going to lead the 80 percenters to places and, and suggest videos where they're going to keep clicking, clicking, clicking and going to stay on the platform. And it's more mindless, fancy graphic stuff. Whether it be in philosophy, whether it be in Bitcoin, whether it be in politics, whether it be in anything, Bitcoin—I mean, not Bitcoin, YouTube—that's their strategy, and it—and they're more eighty percenters than twenty percenters. So if you've got a twenty percenter audience, make the most of it. Be happy with it. Know that you've got a loyal crew that you can travel all around the world, and they're going to support you in person. There's people with the eighty percenter crews, and it's not like people aren't going to come up and give them real support in person. It's going to be superficial because the whole you, if you're giving out superficial vibes, you're only going to get su back superficial vibes. If you're giving out vibes from the heart and you're talking to real smart people, that's who you're going to meet in person. That's who I was freaking hanging out with in Sydney. And again, in, also in Adelaide when Bitcoin to the moon showed up because he's a real person too. Um, but I, I know there's a right now there's a there, there is, you know, I'm talking about a lady. Ladies don't like to watch. There are a few ladies that watch this one in Sydney in particular who, I mean, was a real person, a real person, a 20 percenter who did this has really helped her out and stuff, all this stuff here. So, I mean, that's the type of people. And it, it, there's real meaning there with the 20 percent stuff. So I know there's a lot of people that produce, try to produce 20 percenter content. And then they're really frustrated that the 80 percent content is is kicking their butt and, and it's, it's, it's moving more and more so in that direction. Don't you've got success, dude. You've got success with what, what you're doing, getting the 20 percenters in. You just you, you don't don't worry if you're not getting the 80 percent percenter stuff. That's not long term thinking. Long term thinking is my 20 percenter core. How, how am I going to make the most of it? And, you know, what what real life benefits does it give me? And it gives you a lot of real life benefits. It really, really does. So I love the 20 percenters. Pound that like people like like button people, because people you got to say what you're really about. Be who you are and you're going to get people who respect you for who you are. Now, if you're fake and you know how to get the clicks and you know how to do this, you're going to get a lot of people. You're just going to get You're going to get the 80 the percenter. Um, 
gang, click, not click mentality, a gang mentality, whatever it is. Herd mentality is what I'm like. I'm, this is not about being the herd. This is about being the Bitcoin overlay. This is fitting in is overrated. Fitting in is overrated. Uh, and so when, again, when Molyneux complains that, you know, his views are, oh, YouTube is doing this, that, and the other to me, he's got to go back to basics there. Fitting, dude, you're not meant to fit in. You're meant to appeal to a certain thinking type of person that wants a, a certain way. And if YouTube isn't distributing your views the same way they were used to, to the 80 percenters, then, oh, well, you, you're losing some mindless people. That's great. That's probably better for you. Just maximize what you got. All right. So we're going to talk about that in a second. How long has this show even been going now for? This is just a fun show here. Oh, wow. 40 minutes I've been talking. Well, tomorrow it's going to rain really hard in Baltimore, and but I have to run. So no matter when I run, it's going to be raining on me. So I don't care when I get up tomorrow morning, but I got to run. So that's that's awesome. So this show can go. I'm not too – some of these nights I've been concerned about going up as I had to drive very far away places and go to events in Baltimore with family. And and, and then when I was leaving Australia, your time was sensitive too because you got to get to the airport. Now, tomorrow, time isn't very sensitive for me. So you're going to get some. I'm going to keep, I'm talking and talking tonight if you guys enjoy this type of thing. So there are a lot of you over there. Um, and again, people are asking questions. You got to type in, uh, you got to type in Bitcoin Meister for me to see you or do a super chat. But I did see someone say uh, butt hair coin. Yeah, that's that's a new one. Maybe scrotum hair coin can be one. Maybe Richard, uh, that'll be his next uh, crypto dividend. He can have a uh, hex. If you hold hex, you can get a free scrotum hair coin, and that you know that'll in, that'll incentivize more people to hold hex so they can get their scrotum hair coin. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm sure if he said that, there'd be people that would rather get scrotum hair coin than sell their Bitcoin. I mean, that's just the way they. I I, I can't explain it, dude. I, I, you can't fix everyone, okay? You got to take care of yourself first. Um, and pull that scrotum hair. Ooh, it wakes you up, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. And and again, people are probably saying, oh, how can you talk about that? You know, you know when kids are uh, kids are the teens or the 20s or whatever, I mean, we do all sorts of we pull their nipple hairs out and stuff. We would do all tests of strength with each other. We wouldn't do the scrotum hair thing. We would talk about that in theory, I think. I, I mean, I've obviously pulled a couple out. It hurts. It's, ooh, it wakes you right up. You see the root, too, when you rip that thing right out. You guys know what I'm talking about. Everyone's done it. I mean, there's no shame in it. This is real, man. This is real. <laughs> 